Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, March 3rd. The LA Galaxy getting ready. Actually already traveled to Charlotte getting ready to take on Charlotte FC for the first time ever. The first ever Charlotte home game. 75,000, 73,500 tickets around there sold. There's going to be some walk-ups. Figure 75,000. That's where we're going to go with. That's what we're getting you ready for. A lot of stuff to talk about. Galaxy put out a survey today that should help you or help them decide what the 2024 kit is going to look like. Maybe. We're going to go through that. We're going to have you help us answer their survey. We're going to do that. The Athletic put out an anonymous survey to chief soccer officers. We'll explain what that is. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Get you ready for Charlotte, LA Galaxy news, injury news, all those fun things getting you through all of that leading up to the game against Charlotte on Saturday. All right. To help me do it, he's back two weeks in a row. It's a new record. It's Eric, the Portuguese hammer beer. Eric, how's it going, buddy? We did it. We're back. Happy to be back two weeks in a row with uniform news. Uh, you know, shade being thrown by uh, chief soccer officers. I yeah. couldn't miss this one. I, I had I had to be here. And then we're also going to be looking for the CLT. So I figured this, you know, this would be a good show for me to join as well. <laughs> maybe we'll find it. Don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe by the end of the show. Uh, hey, I'll, so I'll, I heard 75K are going to find it. So, so it sounds good. That sounds good. That sounds like a lot of people. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be, uh, this is going to be a fun time. I'm actually, this game is super intriguing to me, Eric. Super intriguing. I've been, we've been texting back and forth. I'm like, I don't know how you go into this and account for 75K. And I talked to Chicha. I talked to Greg. We heard them talk about managing energy and all these other things that you have to do. But when you have 75,000 people and they're against you, I mean, for the most part, listen, there's going to be Galaxy fans there. I'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch of Galaxy fans there. I don't think they're going to be the majority of the people in the stadium, which, you know, sort of that's that's fine. Not no judgment here. Um, You know, it's a it's on turf. There's so many things that go into this where I sit there and go like how (laughs) if you're really if you had to bet this game, if you had to, you don't. You walk away and you run into another into another (laughs) room somewhere. Right. Yeah, that's the correct answer. You're right. We saw it last week. You know, uh, NYCFC is the MLS Cup champions. If you look, they were the favored team that, you know, they technically on paper should have beat the LA Galaxy, but there was that midweek match. And then there's something called home opener, you know, magic. And there's something about that special energy that you get in playing 
in front of your fans for the first time. I, I believe in that. I, I think that's a real thing. So I know people say, well, they're professional players. They block it out. You know, the crowd doesn't matter. But I think there's the, it could push push a team in a, in a different direction. So, again, this is going to be 75,000 people. The first time they're ever playing the game. We were talking, you know, off the off, off the air, looking at their rosters. Like, is this roster – is this any good? I mean, is, I mean, I recognize some of the names on here. And so on paper, the Galaxy should go in. If this were the fifth game of the season and you're taking, you know, a struggling Charlotte, you're like, okay, the Galaxy are going to go in. This is an easy three points. But 75K, first time playing in front of their home fans, you're right. You throw it all out the window because, you know, just there's something about these teams and their opening matches the first time ever playing. Sometimes that excitement, that could be something that pushes – the home team over the edge and then can kind of rattle, um, you know, the, the, the visiting team. Although I did like, uh, you know, Chicharito's answers saying, I, it's all just energy. Man. You just take it in, you absorb it and you push it back on. <laughs> I love this Zen Chicha. I just, I, I liked, I, I loved his response on that. Can, can you, can I, can I be honest with everybody? It is exhausting asking him questions <laughs> anymore. Um, cause he gives you, he even gave, he gives you crap because he calls you out I, and it's not even like calling out. It's like, Javi, I can't ask you questions anymore without you taking it whichever direction you want anyway. <laughs> so just, I'm just going to ask you something that is something in the general area of where we're trying to get. And maybe you're going to give me an answer that might approximate the question that I asked, or maybe you won't, maybe you're just going to talk about energy and, you know, so yeah. in a circle round and round up and down, feel the flow, you know? Yeah. Well, what he's doing is actually a great like interview technique. So they say when you're preparing for an interview, you don't actually answer the questions. You already go in with your narrative and your story and you just want to give them someone who they're like, you know what? I want to hang out with that guy. And that's exactly what Javier does. Maybe he doesn't answer the question, but at the end of it, you're going, you know what? I like that guy. And so <laughs> I uh, do. You know, <laughs> it's, so it's just one of those things. It's always enjoyable. I'm always sitting there laughing. I'm always smiling. Like it's never, you know, it's never a, a bad situation to be in. But yeah, it's just... It's it's tough, I, I especially when you sit there and you know the obvious questions are going to be answered. The people who ask, by the way, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Anybody who ever gets the first question has the easiest job in the world. You get to ask whatever you want. Nobody else has asked it. You, you If you know you have the first <laughs> you question, cross it off the board. You yeah, don't have to be like, oh, well, let me let me go down with the seventh question that I had. If you know you're not going to get the first question and there were 73 people on the call on Wednesday, which is I think it's a new record for at least this season. I don't remember there being 73 people on there a lot of it was because javi was talking um and anytime he, you know that he's talking there's there's a large um yeah. spanish presence spanish press presence presence um and so you know you get that but at the same time there's also some hype with the charlotte game and the 75k and so there was even added on top of that and so it was a big deal so just trying to ask that second question or the third question or be the fifth guy to ask a question and try to find <laughs> something new that javi hasn't already touched on or actually wants to talk about so yeah good or, times or good good luck getting to a fifth question because by the time two or three he's already spent you know 35 minutes talking so oh, then you wrapped up He's, he's fun though. Like I enjoy, yes. I enjoy, it's I really enjoy listening to him. And you know what? It's always great when Sophie's on because she'll ask a question and in my mind, and I've told her this before in my mind, I'm like, ah, I don't think that's going to be a very good question. And then Javi lights up like he, they have a connection that is just, yeah. you, you can't, you can't measure and you can't understand. So, um, like she has a way with her questions too. Sophie's, <laughs> Sophie's in that same category as Javier. You just, it doesn't matter what she says. You're like, you know what? I like this person. Absolutely. I want to hang with them. So she, she gives off that same energy. So it makes sense that they have that connection. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. Um, Aaron, by the way, gave us $5 super chat. He says, call me Aaron. -y. This is of course in response to him after he called me Joshy on Twitter and I threatened his life. <laughs> um, you know, it was, and again, 
it was the Marky Delgado, Mark Delgado thing. Uh, uh, gotcha. Yes, yes. The, the, a grown man who is 26 years old, his name is Mark, all right? He even said, somebody actually sent me the screenshot today, by the way, too. He actually said, I prefer to be called Mark, all right? Yeah. So we need to stop this Marky stuff, stop infantizing him, all right? He is a grown man, yes. And, unless you knew him as, as Marky, because I actually have this, this is a personal situation to my life. I have a brother named Robert, and I grew up my entire life calling him Bobby. Mm-hmm. So here is this guy who's older than me, you know, and so if I'm giving away my age, someone who's, you know, in his, in his 40s, you know, has business partners, has accomplishments, has coworkers over to the house. Hey, Robert, how's it going? And here I come. Hey, Bobby, what's going on? And so like, like, Bobby, who's Bobby? And so that's just, I'm, <laughs> I can call him Bobby because that's what I've called him my whole life. But if you if you don't know him before, then then he's Robert. So yeah. same thing with Marky Delgado. If you were raised with him, you knew him back in the, the Chivas USA days, or you knew him in his youth as a youth, uh, then then you can call him Marky. If not, he's Mark. I, I think Greg calls him Marky. He, but he, again, he's known him for a long time. <laughs> he's right? known him since. Yep. He, yeah, that's he, right. yeah. He, he's allowed. He's allowed to do it. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's where we're where we're going. Um, just some quick stuff. Let's let's touch on some things before we dive into this uh, this survey because. Survey is super interesting, and we've all sort of seen the momentum of this survey starting to come. So we'll talk about that in a second. But just a heads up again, the two tickets starting at $24, all right, you get two tickets to uh, now they're do switching it up. They're going the L.A. Galaxy and Orlando game, which is coming up on March 19th. And then you will also get a ticket to either the Nashville game on April 23rd or the FC Dallas game on May 14th. We have talked about this. If you're a season ticket holder, this hurts because you're seeing tickets go out the door for $12. However, short-term pain here, you want butts in the seats. How much fun was it to go to the stadium, see the stadium packed, hear that stadium whenever Chicha scored? It was fun to be there. That's what you want to happen. If the Galaxy have to pull back some of those prices for a little bit because they have absolutely sucked for five years, um, then they need to do that in order to regain some of that, that trust in it. And the Galaxy winning need to do that as well. Yeah, that, that's that's one of those things where, again, <laughs> you you hate to see it if you're a season ticket member and you pay you know upwards of you know between depending on where you're sitting it could be anywhere from thirty five dollars a ticket up to you know seventy five dollars to a hundred dollars a ticket and now you're watching seeing them go out the door. But at the end of the day, as a fan, you want to see that place full. So I remember watching games you know towards the pre COVID where you'd see okay what you know giveaway tickets have some type of raffles do some type of situation because you know going and seeing empty seats it's just not you know it's it's not a good look so especially you know post pandemic where you're kind of fighting for people's attention where people are getting back out there i don't have a problem with them dropping it but it also signals if if i think you mentioned it on a previous show maybe i wasn't on here where if you're looking at your season ticket member as your value for your ticket then maybe you're not getting your value and maybe next season you say, you know what, I'm not going to buy season tickets. I'm going to buy individual tickets and I'm going to be better off in my pocketbook. Yeah. But if you look at your season ticket membership as like an investment in the club, I'm investing in the club. I'm going to get, you know, these special events or certain things that I, I'm, happen. I'm like, part of something, right? I'm part of I'm something. Part of yeah, the, uh-huh. I'm part of the club. Yeah. You, you have like an ownership stake. So you can look at it from that perspective. And at the end of the day, you know, 15 20 bucks 10 bucks per game you know it's it's uh 17 bucks one less modelo uh in the stadium uh that, that you don't save so maybe that's the difference maybe they give season ticket members one free canned michelada modelo and then we call it even and that's how you solve uh this issue can i can i can i tell you something that um i don't even know if i'm allowed to say this but i, I think this is happening um it being your t- you talked about beer and you talked about prices and then it got me thinking about pupusas and the eight dollars and fifty cents for a pupusa. Yeah. I again, it's for charity. I don't care, so that's fine. Um, 
I'm hearing that it looks like that's heading towards being available every game this season. We're very nice. close to that happening. Nice. So keep your fingers crossed. The people over at AFJA are doing an amazing thing, showing like that they're building locker rooms and and some like and like snack bars and stuff like this at this field um, in El Salvador. This is what all this money is going yeah, towards. I mean, keep it going. Oh man, it's so awesome. It's so much fun. But anyway, um, that's that. So that looks like that's happening as well. Um, and then uh, the I think the the vegan hooligan I think is the name of it. They had their food truck there as well. Um, so I think they're going to be here for the next game against Orlando as well. So if you're looking for some food options, they reached out, said hi to us. Um, Kevin is a is a is a vegan. Um, and so he was sort of like uh, he's like, oh, that might work for me. And I'm like, yeah, you nice. think you think smart guy? Go, yeah, go you over think, there. You think vegan hooligans? Yeah. Will, uh, yeah. Will check that box for you. So, yeah. That, yeah, that's very cool that they reached out. I know every season they have different food trucks that they invite to kind of be part of the concourse. So that is pretty cool that they have that option. I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, people part of the fan base who that appeals to them. So it's, it's nice that they're kind of reaching and checking those boxes and having those options. Cause, uh, in stadium, if, if you are, you know, vegan, there's probably not a lot of, uh, snack bar fare that's going to check those boxes. So it is cool that they're offering those, those options for the fans. Yeah. It's, it, it feels like, it feels like you're, you're, you're starting to get maybe, maybe just a little bit more stuff, right? Like it's, it's just starting to, to maybe play out just a little bit um, in terms of, you know, hey, oh, look, you're starting to get some options. You're starting to see some different things. Um, and, you know, that, I, I think that's a, that's a good thing. I, it was really fun. I have you in like... <laughs> this, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with this one. I was like, okay, there's definitely a button that got pushed somewhere. So this is why you got to watch live because uh, <laughs> I just totally threw Josh off by uh, well, peeking in the background. You well, had uh, the hammer and multivision, it, it, multiverse it, hammer was all, was all over it there. It was, it was one of those. Well, you know, whenever you show up only three minutes before the show starts, I sometimes I forget yeah. to put some stuff in. So, you know, you're yeah, right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. There we go. Let's not blame the guy pushing the buttons. Let's blame the guy who didn't give me a chance to set up. But anyway, uh, we're back and we're, and we're doing good. No, I think that there's some cool options coming. And so I'm, I'm pretty uh, stoked about that. Let's get to the survey. Um, the LA galaxy today put out a press release and then sent out emails. And basically the press release was, um, Hey, we're going to give you get, we're going to give the fans a chance to have a say into what this 2024 kit is going to look like. Now, it, let's just start with that because I think this may have been glossed over a little bit. This is for the 2024 kit. We've talked many times, Eric, about it being mm-hmm. basically anywhere between a 24 and 18 month design process. So this makes sense. It's 2022, 24 months from now, it'll be 2024 and there will be a new home kit that's coming out. Not this city of dreams kit. It will be something different. I'm sure they'll have another name for it and I will complain about it once again, um, whenever that comes out. So you're, you're going to have that um, in that position. And so that's, that's exciting and it's fun and it's fun that you have, and input into this. But if I'm reading this correctly, and if I'm predicting correctly, and I think I'm, I, I, I think maybe we can be more broad with this, but if we're taking this at the narrow sort of description that we're seeing, this is for a 2024 home kit. All right. This isn't for a change kit. This is for a 2024 home kit because 2024 is a home kit, not, and not a change or a second kit. Right. Yeah. So this isn't a community community kit replacement. This is a replacement for the white kit that just came out right now. And that's what they're asking for input into. And there's some very interesting questions that come about. Now, I tend to think that if we wanted to think very positive of, of this, Eric, we could say that this kit that they're looking at in 2024, the, the information that they're gathering from these surveys can be used on the 2024 kit, the 2025, 2026, right? You could do it for... That's- it's it's for it's get give me an idea of what you like and I'm yeah. going to use this for the next ten years to give you the next five kits you know or or st- or next ten kits. 
Yeah, if I had to take a guess, because we had some clues that, you know, we knew the sash was going to be going away. And that was around the same time that the community kit was being dropped. So that makes me think that when the community kit was being designed and there was, you know, input from fans, that the City of Dreams kit was probably being designed with a lot of the same elements and input from the fan base. So that's the that's exactly how I'm reading it. Even though it's for the 2024 home kit, the questions on the survey had a light color for a home kit and then a dark color for a change kit. Right. So they were asking questions about both. So that lets you know, okay, this is the information that they're intaking is not probably not just going to be for 2024, but probably for 2024 and 2025 as well for the change kit. So that's how I read it. But we have this conversation all the time. It's, you know, who do they talk to? Who, who you know, these kits come out. It's like, did they talk to anybody? Did they show anybody? Did anyone have anything uh, to say about it? And so that is kind of the, the part that makes you think, okay, you know, when am I going to be able to have my say as a Galaxy fan or as a season ticket member or someone who listens to podcasts, and follows on Twitter, and follows on Instagram, like I'm into it. Where's my say? And so just the fact that they threw it out there and that you now are able to put that input, I, I think that's 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 all you can ask for uh, from a club is to put it out there so you can, you know, have a say in it. And you're right. Some of, some of the options that were on there, I was raised an eyebrow. I was like, hey, I, I like some of these ideas. And it also makes you think, wow, are is this really a consideration? Some of the things uh, right. that they're throwing out there let, as well. Let, let's go through it because I actually went and screenshotted most of these. And, um, <laughs> you know, and I know t- Tony in the chat, I don't know, super chat. You got a new logo, some new decor in the oh, background. Yes. Um, over my over my <laughs> shoulder uh, there, uh, a nice little wood logo finally came in. Everything looks great. And I think it's perfect addition. My wife said, wow, that looks really good. And if you don't take it off when you leave this office, um, I will kill you. <laughs> so that's that's basically how it goes. So, uh, Tony, thank you for uh, for the ten dollars or maybe the twenty dollars now that maybe yeah, you I hit, think it you twice. hit it twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I hope it's just one. Um, but anyway, OK, so what I have now is I have a browser open. All right. And I have screenshotted all of these things. So we, Eric, you and I and our chat room are going to fill out this survey. All right. So we're going to try to do Love this it. the best we can. So the collective. So this I, is the yes. corner of the galaxy collective survey so, vote. Our, our, this is our our voice being heard here. All right. So I'm going to read everything off and, and then we will come up with the answers and then I will type them in over on this other side and then we will submit our our, our stuff when we're done. They ask you some some age questions and some things like that. Like, are you season ticket member? Are you how old are you? Um, blah, blah, blah. The whole deal. They are. Are you a member of a supporters group? Those types of things. So we, I, I will answer those and skip through those. That's not important. The first important question that you must answer, um, which is it, which is an important question. I think when I wear an L.A. Galaxy kit, I feel Eric, what do you feel like whenever you wear an L.A. Galaxy kit? I feel pretty, oh so pretty. Uh, you know, <laughs> it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like part of the galaxy family, part of the community. I think if I were answering that in earnest, I'd probably say that it makes me feel part of the club or part right. of the community. That, that's what I would say. Okay, so um, I I think my best answer I have is when I wear an LA Galaxy kit, I feel like an Herbalife salesman. Is that? Oh, uh, there you go. That, okay. Well, so, there, I think someone backed you up on the chat. Okay, I good. Feel like an Herbalife peon is what, <laughs> what they threw out there. So they, they ashamed of Herbalife like, is another one uh, great. they threw out there. So fair. Okay. That is fair. Like, yeah. Uh, by the way, another one um, in the group says, like a dude who has a winning tradition. All right. Oh, I like it. Very good. Yeah. People are asking if I can sponsor the LA Galaxy kit. I don't think I have that kind of coin. <laughs> you guys are going to have to hit those super chats a lot more. All right. Yeah. I, but at that point, YouTube was going to hire me before uh, before the LA Galaxy <laughs> let me sponsor anything. So anyway, okay. So that's one. I will put we'll put Herbal Life Salesman or something something with Herbal Life in there. So I'll, yeah. I'll put that something one in there. To, to share your, your displeasure. That's actually... 
you know, we're making light of it, right. but that is a place for you to share your disple- your displeasure with the Herbalife sponsorship. Because if that's something that sponsorship is re-upping and they're saying, you know, 60% of these responses had a negative mark on Herbalife. I mean, obviously if the cash is flowing in, <laughs> it doesn't it's matter. It's going to be hard for the it galaxy to throw it away. But if there's, if they can find a similar, uh, you know, level donor for, for that shirt sponsor, maybe it's something that it's worth exploring for them. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the money, the money has to be equal. Yeah. The, it, it can't be less money. They won't take less money. It'll have to yeah, be equal. Course. And I have a feeling Herbalife just keeps ponying up the money every time. And it's hard to sort of turn that down. And I understand that. Um, but at the same time, no. Um, all right. Uh, should the LA galaxy always have one kit that is white? Yes, no, or indifferent. Eric, should the LA galaxy always have one kit that is white? I put yes. I think at this point I did. I, did. I, I would <laughs> yeah. say yes as well. I think at this point, we love the throwbacks, we love the retros, but the white is now, and, and we'll, we'll get to the, the logo question a little bit later as well, the white has now become synonymous with the LA Galaxy, that clean home look, that, that's part of what the Galaxy is. So I think one kit of the LA Galaxy, now maybe we can change things around and we'll talk about that, but I think one of the Galaxy kits should always be white. I, I, I sort of, and again, this is a 2007 change, right? That's a, that's a rebrand change where white became the pr- prominent color. Now, there have been many white accents. And even if you go back to like, I think the 1996, maybe away is yeah, like a white, a white kit. kit. There has been white throughout the history of the LA galaxy outside of some, some colored ones that are excellent too. So I, I agree with you. I think there has to be a white one. And for me that, that always indicates that white has to be the classic clean, right? And then the change kit, the second kit is the one that you get to do things with. Right. That's where you get to experiment with colors and patterns and different things because you need that clean and then you you can have fun with the other one. And I think no name dropped something in the chat that I makes He makes a great point. He says white always has to be an option because you have to be the opposite of Chivas USA across town. So, again, with the the new neighbors, with their dark identity, I think the galaxy having a light identity, it's a light side, dark side. So, again, uh, I know I've made this joke before, you know, uh, the New York Derby, the, you know. NY New York is red, New York is blue. Doesn't quite work with the LA Derby, but again, I like that contrast. <laughs> LA is white, LA yeah, is yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, you're right. yeah. You can get Does, in a lot of trouble. Yeah. You can get canceled when you throw that out there. But the idea of having literally the opposite ends of the color spectrum, I think, you know, as long as we don't like to design it based on the other team, but it does provide a nice contrast. All right, we're going to go through uh, this one. It says, uh, each MLS club must have a light color jersey. Please rank your preferred light colors. They have a white color, they have a light blue, and they have a light gold, which is interesting because the light blue and the light gold, especially the light blue, is not really a galaxy color. We have not seen a quote-unquote light blue um, in almost any design, maybe maybe in terms of accents, the LA logo actually has just a little bit of the tiny lighter blue, but it's lighter than navy. That's not necessarily it's, like a light blue. This this to me feels like it's off brand. Like a light blue would be off brand. Yeah, it's a sky blue. This, this is actually one of the colors that surprised me that it was on there. Even though light gold hasn't been a color as well, but light blue, that sky blue, just feels like a different identity than the galaxy altogether. So for me, I, I thought that that whenever that color came up, it was always last in my. Okay, so they ask you to rank them one, two, and three, white, light blue, and light gold. So I believe that white would be a top choice for the light color jersey, then light gold, then light blue. That's that's what I think, right? That's okay, the, well. that's my that's my power rankings, and I, I think I I the the chat backs us up on that as well. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, you, you monitor the chat because I have to type in all this stuff while we're going. Um, each MLS must club must have a dark color jersey. Please rank your preferred colors. Dark blue, 
dark green, dark gold, royal blue, and black. Again, the different blue is not really a galaxy color, right? The royal blue is not one. Now, we've been close a couple yes, times. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that we've had some kits that are closer to this shade of blue than the light blue, uh, but not technically just royal blue. So so that that would be a, a new contestant in the in the race here. Here's the here's the interesting. They gave you a lot more col- different choices here for for the dark color or for yeah mm-hmm. for the dark color jersey. Um, it, it it's funny because they're gonna ask you what your favorite kit ever was, and one of those answer one of those questions it, one of your answers could be the black and gold kit from the 2012 2013 that third kit right, yeah. um, which is absolutely to me it's the best one that that has ever been put out, but. That's not necessary. This is we're going to get to that question and I'm going to show you that's a misnomer. Don't answer that question. You know (laughs) the the way it goes. But anyway, uh, for for you, how do you rank the the dark colors? Because I think you can change things here. Yeah. And so I went kind of a little bit rogue here because I really, really want to see the return of the gold kit for the L.A. Galaxy. I ranked dark gold as my top choice here, just, you know, because that's what I personally want to see. Now, if you have light gold home and dark gold away, that really doesn't play. Even white home and dark gold away, it really doesn't play. But if they're just getting feedback, if dark gold is something that pops up where a lot of people want that and they rank that highly, then I think that could be enough of a push. Uh, I think we've seen the Columbus crew where they've had a white jersey and then a, a yellow shirt or a gold shirt. Yep. And there's enough contract that, contrast now. I think it used to be, you know, you needed a, a even like when Brazil used to play, you needed to have uh, other team, even though they were yellow, you needed the other team in a darker color because of TVs and contrast and things like that. I think there's enough HD TVs. No one's uh, really watching it in black and white anymore. I think people can tell the difference between white and if you had a bright yellow or a darker gold. So I put dark gold as my number one ranking there. I think now after that, yeah, yeah, go for it. No, I, I would say, I would say that, you know, for me, I still go with dark blue just because I associate that, but dark gold would probably be second. And then I would go dark gold at th- or dark green at three and so i'm staying there and then i would go black and then i would go royal blue right and the black i really like but let's be honest there's a team that has black and it's right yeah. and it's right across across the way and that to me yeah. is not something that that i ever need to, to worry about again right and that's also a concern with the light gold for the home kit is because if you go light gold well that kind of is kind of in the neighborhood uh, of the neighbors as well so i i had a similar ranking i had dark gold then dark blue and then I went dark green, black, and then royal blue. So okay. it's right. kind of it's a similar rankings. Okay. You know, slight changes there. Uh, what col- color combination best represents the LA Galaxy? When you think about the LA Galaxy, which color combination do you think is the best one that represents the Galaxy? They're not asking which one you like. They're asking, actually, which one is more LA Galaxy? Is it black and green? Is it green and gold? Is it dark blue and gold? Is it dark blue and light blue? Is it dark blue and white? Um, for me, the color combination that I think of when I think of the LA galaxy is dark blue and white, right? That doesn't mean anything. And if you want to try and force some changes here, I think the dark blue and gold is an excellent little play on a lot of the things that the galaxy, but again, they ask the question in a way that's not really, it's not what you like, Eric. They're asking what represents the LA galaxy, which is a twist on what they just asked you before. And that, that's why that's what makes it tough because if you look at those first three options, actually all three of those represent the LA Galaxy pretty well. If you see those color combinations, it makes you think of the LA Galaxy. Uh, this is why where we become really bad co-hosts because I don't disagree with you. I think the dark blue and the and the gold that's the LA Galaxy. You know, it's their crest. It's the blue, white, and gold. That's what they're referred to. That's part of the nickname. To me, that represents LA Galaxy the most. Now that being said. 
green and gold makes me nostalgic for those old LA Galaxy teams, those original Galaxy teams, the championship run, uh, you know, the move to win, uh, at then uh, Home Depot Center. And so those are the things that make me think of it. And then also with the black and the green, that's that, you know, 96 through 98. And, uh, and, know, the black and, and the now community, community kit, kit now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, those would be my top three. I think it's a no brainer that those are probably going to be most people's top three. Yep. I think we may be, depending on like, you know, diehards i i think i think we're not uncommon i think it'd probably be one a dark blue but i, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people are green have green green over gold yep. as as the number one choice all right uh it says what specific imagery do you associate with the quote-unquote real los angeles they didn't put it in quotes i just wanted to because i thought that was that was that was sort of uh again an interesting way to ask the question they're trying to get an emotional response out of that particular question um, I always think the downtown skyline for me is the yeah. most LA thing that you can, you can have, um, beaches are great. Uh, Santa Monica pier <laughs> is one of them, right. Um, that you can yeah. think of that. Uh, for me, when I think of Los Angeles, I also think of like mountains and beaches, right? Because you have both. I would say palm trees, but palm trees, like, unfortunately I think Florida stole the palm tree from Southern California because I'm a palm tree guy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a cross, so, so, maybe a cross palm tree, a little, little in and, and again, out. We, we, we told each other that we were going to, to do this live, so we didn't share these answers. But when I typed out the survey, I put the downtown LA skyline, I put beaches, and I put palm trees. Those that, are my three things so. that, I, that I wrote down. And so, I, you know, as someone who has recently moved out of state, you miss palm trees when you don't see them. When right. you see just a lot of flat land and you don't see those type of trees, you know, you look at the background that I have here that it's represented at um, – uh, Dignity Health Sports Park. There's palm trees there, so I think palm trees. I like that imagery. So I know Florida. You know, it's it's part of their imagery as well. But just look at this backdrop above. You know, Victoria Block. I, and there's palm trees there. So to me, having that silhouette of a palm tree, I think that that is representative of LA. Patrick, by the way, throws out Joshua trees. I'm a big fan of Joshua tree. Um, ugliest tree you ever found, but it's still it's, it's still it's still Joshua tree. I, I'm I'm a big fan of them. Uh, the Griffith Observatory from Aaron is a good one. Um, Hollywood sign has popped up a couple times. Yep. yep. Griff- Stars. Uh, yep. Yep. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. Price is right. Um, that makes me think of LA. Don't ask me why. <laughs> um, so, so that's something. Um, and then each, uh, let's see, I, did I already do this one? I feel like we did. Yeah, we already did that one. Uh, yeah, we yeah. did this. Yeah, or, don't, yes. Yeah, yes, don't. Yes, I, I just, you know, <laughs> I have 17 million of these. And which color combination? Uh, best rep. We did that one. Okay, good. So um, they asked the LA Galaxy kit history for the question below. You can fill it in. Blah, blah. Uh, you can look at this larger image and I'll blow it up for everybody. But which LA Galaxy jersey is your favorite? This is the one that you will get in trouble with if you answer the correct thing. Because while I think that the best kit that they put out is probably somewhere between that 2011 2012 third kit the black and gold it's actually punjab blue and and gold if you want to be correct on the uh, on the wording there yeah. um, <laughs> we've had that that discussion as well yeah we have um but that's that to me was the i think the best kit they ever put out and it still sort of remains as one obviously there's the 2013 2014 um la third kit that a lot of people again that has black in it um, and then it has the colors of the Los Angeles flag on it as well. Um, so they have the green and the yellow and the red collar. And so that's a different departure from things. That's a, one of the top ones people like. Um, the 1997 Away is a really sharp looking kit with the white. You know, there's some there's some good older ones. The 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 unicorn, um, as they call it, the 2006 <laughs> third kit to me is possibly one of the best and most underrated kits in LA Galaxy history. This is a gold shirt 
with a diagonal navy blue sash um, that cuts across everything. It's 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 a sharp looking kit. Um, so when we look at this, they're asking you what it is. If you are a fan of that 2012, 2013 kit, you may be telling or the 2011, 2012 kit, you may be telling them that I like the black and gold. That's where this gets tricky. If you're trying to influence an actual change, do you want a black and gold kit again? So that's again. So just think about those things. So what do we what, what do you think, Eric? Which one's your favorite? Then? So, so that's I'm, I'm with you on the gamesmanship. I actually genuinely like the 2006 home kit, which is. Uh, the the gold with the green stripe uh, to me that that to me is one of the best kits with the green shorts that was just a really sharp looking kit and I think when they modernized it when you had the 2017 2018 basically the Zlatan era sash it was a a recreation with the current colors of that kit and to me that was one of the best white looking kits because it of the way that sash looked with the you know a solid blue sash with the gold on the outside. And then the other one was a uh, green sash with black lines on the outside. So to me, the 2006 home kit, uh, I chose that one just because, again, my mental gymnastics that I'm doing, I'm trying to push for that, uh, you know, gold kit. And so that's why I selected that. But it is genuinely one of my favorite kits because uh, it harkens to me. When I think of L.A., I think of the Lakers. I think of like the old school L.A. Kings, you know, that gold and purple. Uh, so here that gold and green, it kind of play. It plays off of that same uh, you know, you know, feel and it feels very Southern California, very Los Angeles. So I, I, I really am I'm trying to push and, and get it get us to go back to a, some type of gold kit. It'll uh, that's I, I kind of I like that lean and direction. It's just ha- something that hasn't been done recently. So it's sort of fun to, to take a look at. That. We're due. And, and we're, we're people that love nostalgia. I think the reason why the community kit was such a hit is because, oh, man, let's take us back to 1998. And I think over time. Uh, we'll see the same thing with the sash. Hey, remember when we had the sash? I wish we had sash back. So I wish we had. We haven't had a gold kit since 2006. So you know, it's it's time to kind of go back and, and bring that retro look. Um, as we uh, as we we're gonna have to quickly finish this up as we've been talking through this. Uh, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel about the sash design? Um, sash, no sash, or indifferent? So I, I mean, I'm 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 a sash guy. Yeah, me too. I, I'm, I'm pro sash. I'm pro sash as well. There we go. That's it. That's the answer, by the way. That's the correct answer. <laughs> the Yankees have pinstripes. Stripes. The LA Galaxy have a sash. Not always. Hasn't always been there, but it is a predominant design feature. If you go and look over the years, there definitely been some gaps. There's been some things that haven't quite fit in there. Now they go on to say, what types of designs would you like to see on a galaxy Jersey? They have a solid flat color. They have a gradient or the ombre color, right? I don't ever pick those. Those never, I hate, I hate yeah. gradients. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what kills, you know, the Rams who just won the super bowl. That's what kills their, their, their new home uniform. Again, another team blue and gold, blue and yellow. Uh, but the gradient on the numbers, it just it kills it. So again, stay away from the ombre pattern. I uh, agree with that. Diagonal stripes. Would you like to see some diagonal stripes that maybe mirror the sash? That seems a little much. That's that's yeah, little, uh, no. <laughs> OK, horizontal stripes, um, no. horizontal stripes. There are some LA Galaxy kits that definitely have horizontal stripes and you can see them. Um, there's some that have vertical stripes. Would you be OK with vertical stripes? I think that's actually in the chat. A lot of people say that the, those pinstripe style kits, the vertical stripes. Here's my pushback. To me, it's identity. Uh, when you think of like vertical stripes, you think AC Milan, uh, Inter Milan. Uh, you think of hoops. You think of a team like Celtic. You know, you think of um, you know Sporting. So I think when you you look at teams that have those identities, it's very distinct. And so I think the LA Galaxy, if they went with vertical stripes or if they went with hoops, that just it's not part of their identity. So it would just feel it wouldn't feel right to see them in in with that type of jersey. Feel the uh, feel the berm. That's a bad ombre. 
so anyway, I, I, I like the, I, I, I think maybe the quasar, the star pattern is fun to do a checkers pattern. Would you be okay with a checkers pattern? I don't think a checkers pattern is no. Okay, good. I like, I, no, I, I saw your voice. Croatia. Croatia yeah. and Croatia only. They're the only ones who are allowed to have it. No other team should have checkered patterns. A, a diamond pattern? Would you be okay with a diamond pattern? Maybe. Have, have you seen a diamond pattern in practice? It's not pretty. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, just some other things. Um, this one, I honestly was like, I. this is the least, this is probably the thing I care about the least. Um, and it's like, please rank the type of color, round V-neck, polo color, Henley button. I don't care what you, I don't care what you pick on this. I really don't. <laughs> all right. You don't want to, listen, a good kit is going to look good because it all fits together and it works well. And so if the collar is an integral part of that design, like Miami's pink kit that looks like a polo because they didn't do it right, then that's, it's a bad design. It's not the collar's fault. All right. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah. I personally like a V-neck, uh-huh. but I know the polo collar is actually very popular. V-neck, a lot of people polo like round. Polo. I think the Henley one yeah. is the last one, right? You don't, yeah, you don't absolutely. want to be that guy. And, mm. I, I, and I, I don't think any of the galaxy kits have ever had a polo collar. So that might be something new that they want to explore. So that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if people just want something different. Didn't some of the Beckham kits have a thick collar? Uh, yeah, you're right. yeah. You're there right. we go. You're okay. right. You proved there. me wrong. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, Moving you on. More modern or more retro? Eric, more modern or more retro? See, I think this is this is a bad one to answer. The answer question. the answer is both. <laughs> you want you want you want a kit that you want a. I think if you go like with a clean white kit right? That is sort of that new, it's the modern, you keep it sort of crisp and clean and modern and you go, and then you have your second kit, which is a retro. I think the best of both worlds, just sell the, so that this is the most important question. I I don't care about that one. Modern retro, that one's going to be a 50, 50 split. What were you going to say retro? I I was going to say, I was going to say modern. I prefer modern with the caveat being, if you look at kits now, they kind of are starting to mirror some of those kits of the late eighties and early nineties with just really loud patterns. So I think what, what is old becomes new again. So I'm always going to be a fan of modern because modern is going to pull from retro elements anyway. So I'm a modern guy. Okay. Uh, here's the surprising one. Uh, this one was a big surprise. Uh, the logo, uh, what logo would you prefer to see on LA galaxy kits? Do you want the original 1996 logo? This is sort of the galaxy, right? That is spinning and you have the little fins on the galaxy and then you have the green galaxy across the yellow spinning galaxy in the center, right? So, um, that's, that's the one, the current logo that came out in 2007, whenever David Beckham joined the club, um, which is the one the galaxy currently have with the quasar and the LA and the galaxy across. And it's a shield design instead of maybe a more circular design. And then, they threw in a real curveball, something yeah. new or different. Um, the good news is that I think that 95% of the people who answer this question are going to pick 1996 or, yeah, two, or, the other, or yeah. 2007. I don't think there's going to be too many people who are like, I'm sick of both of them. I want something new. Um, so I think that one, I think it's a poorly worded question. Um, and I don't think they're going to get a lot of something new or different. Yeah. And so um, I, I'm a fan of the current logo. I think just um, and I mentioned this on Twitter. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, you may have missed this. But basically, the the old 1996 logo, as fond as I am of it, and it gives those happy memories, and I like it for a retro perspective. I think the current logo is still very sharp, still holds up. It's iconic at this point, um, you know, for what it represents. It's globally known. I think it would be a mistake or a misstep to change that logo to something different or to revert back to that old MLS 1.0 1996 logo. So I think they should keep it as is. If there are 
changes. It should be minimal changes, maybe keeping the same um, shape, keeping the same elements. I, I, I think you got to keep it the same. I don't think you could change it, especially because we've seen reset rebrands in Major League Soccer, and they have not been fantastic. So, um, you know, if we got a good thing, why bother? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Do you, do you want to know what the correct answer is? What's the correct answer? The correct answer is both of them. Because if you have a retro kit, I'm all for throwing the retro logo on it. Why not? On the like, secondary yeah, kit. Yeah, on the yeah. secondary kit. Why not? Go ahead and do that. Because that's fun, right? I don't have a problem with it. But your identity in world soccer, as much as the, the, the since 96 people, and not the logo, but the people who have actually been following the club since 96, would, would love it to be maybe skewed a little more towards the retro. The identity of the LA Galaxy in world soccer is the current logo. And yeah. it's current colors, too. Be wary of changing an identity just to change something, especially when it has the brand worth that the LA Galaxy, the Galaxy's brand is worth a lot of money. And if you start changing that, um, you're going to lose some of that identity. And uh, if you play like crap, you're really going to lose some of that identity. Um, <laughs> and that's win. that's what we've been sort of watching happen and, and, and go. So um, let's see, to finish it up, would you prefer the LA Galaxy's found a year to be featured on the Kiss? Yes or no? I don't care. I, I don't know that that one's <laughs> important. Do you like it? Yes or no? I say yes. Yeah, okay. I like throwing it on there. Cool. Yeah, especially now with all the new clubs being introduced, signifying uh, founding club. I like okay. it. Okay. LA or Los Angeles on the kits? I, I Again, indifferent to me. I don't, I really don't. <laughs> LA. LA. I like LA. Sure. Okay. Um, do you feel like seeing the G, do you like seeing G as shorthand for Galaxy? Indifferent. Do not care. No, I, I like it. I, I'm a yes on that. Okay. I think it's something that's, you know, G's up has kind of been a recent, uh, it hasn't, it's not brand new, but it's something that I think Referring to them as the G's, I think that's kind of a newer thing, and I think that's something that I like. I, I like that that uh, that move. The old English lettering, the 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 old English G is the uh, is the particular one that I think is most associated with the Galaxy right now. But that again, that's more recent. Um, yes or no on old English lettering? I like it. I, I, I like I the don't old care. English G. I don't care. <laughs> and then I also just want one shout out one two threads as well. I think some of the th stuff that they were pushing out with the retro style look with the old English. I think that heavily influenced kind of the direction that the Galaxy one as well. So shout out, shout out to One Two Threads for kind of making that push. In addition to, I know there are a lot of other um, and LA Galaxy creators as well, but that, that's one of those that kind of led the charge um, with a lot of those retro style things. The final one was just some some logos, or, or not some logos, but some symbols. Like which symbol sort of represents the? They have the LA, which is in the logo of the of the logo, right? So it's the it's in the script of the logo, I should say, or the type font of the logo, the LA. It's the LA with a quasar behind it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the quasar all by itself. It's the old English G. It's the LA quasar galaxy, and it's Los Angeles in that same type face tape the same font as the LA is that we've seen on so many things. So if you had to pick one of these, which one do you like? And for, I I'll tell you which one I picked. Uh, I like the LA with the quasar and the galaxy to me. That's that has a lot in it. What, which one did you pick? Oh, well, I picked the G just because if we're putting our input for what the 2024 kit is going to look like, I think putting a new element with that old English G, that's what I'd like to see. But for the other ones, I like the LA and the Quasar or just the Quasar. I think the full script, I'm not a fan of the full script. Okay. I like just like a simple icon, like that G, like the Quasar. To me, I'd pick one of those two. But right. I picked, I, I chose the G. All right, everybody can go fill out their surveys. You should have gotten an email um, that allows you to do it. Um, if you have multiple email accounts, you could even fill out more of them if you wanted to. And I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying you could. 
Um, so to develop a script and, and choose light blue for everything. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, by the way, uh, sugar daddy Herb just popped into the suit in, into the super chat real quick. Uh, gave us a $20 and nine cents, uh, super chat. Maybe he was trying to go back to 2009 when the LA galaxy like made it to an MLS cup, but didn't, didn't win it. Um, so Herb is here. He says he can't make the live show. Uh, just shout out to, uh, to the hammer. Um, have a good one. Herb Memorial chat room, uh, alive and well. So yeah. good. I was worried. I didn't see him last week and, or on yeah. Monday and I was starting to worry a little bit. So I'm glad was, he's okay. And again, Herb, you could, you can check in without donating. Yeah. Money. You could just say you know, hi. I mean, I don't, I don't want to feel, you know, I feel like I have to like send you feet pics at this point or something me to make, make this worth your while. But again, happy you're doing well. Glad you're here. Appreciate yeah. the shout out. And again, the Herb, the Herb Memorial lives on. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, John pull, puts out an important thing. And I think this is this is where it becomes dangerous. Uh, John says, Hammer, you won an English G crest because that's what you were oh. saying. Like if oh, you start, no, if you start I giving see, them okay, that, you're right, you're right, you're right. Right. So, so is that what that was related to I the mean, crest it, well, or was see, that related to an element? Do you know? Do you know the answer was, to that? I thought it was. Be no, careful. Be careful with how you answer. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair enough. Uh, I'm just saying. Aaron asked, by the way, do we really think that the in, that they're actually going to take the fans' input on this? I believe that yes. I think they do. Um, yeah. I, will, I know you don't put out the survey if you're not going to use some of it. I will also say this. Do you remember whenever the fans got to design the kit and that ended up being that Los Angeles kit? Um, yeah. that, mm -hmm. that one, I will tell you that from my recollection, the galaxy had to be really careful in choosing some of those and like trying to figure and like narrow those down to ones that they could live with. Right. So, and there were, and that were realistic. Like, yes. I remember one with like a, a Serape pattern and it's like, that's not realistically going to work for a design. So, you know, as much as people may have liked it or may have voted it, it does need to be something that can be real realistically you know, created. And like you said, that they can live with. So are they going to, you know, choose, are they going to make this fully democratic process where whatever get the, gets the most votes no. is going to win? No, no they're no. not going to do that, but uh, it is going to be a consideration in the room. Let me, uh, let me read the quote and then we'll move on. Um, this is the quote from the LA galaxy in the press release. We're excited to include fans and supporters of the LA galaxy in the design process of our 2024 primary kit said LA galaxy chief marketing officer, Doug Vosick. Uh, each each year's kit is one of the most important season initiatives for both players and fans. Having the voice of our community is critical to ensure our on-field look reflects player, fan, and supporter feedback. The survey is a unique opportunity for everyone to help shape the club we all love. I'm going to say one thing about all this stuff, which is uh, usually stuff that is done by committee is crap. Um, usually having too many chefs in the kitchen is crap. So whoever's going to have to go through this and weed through the junk that you got back, because guaranteed there's going to be junk that comes out of this, right? There is information that is going to be put forward that does not represent the LA galaxy whatsoever and does not represent fans. And if you, if you put that, like Eric, you said you'd like the G well, all of a sudden everybody's like, man, I really like that G. They're like, well, how much do you like the G? Do you yeah. like it so much? <laughs> We're going like to put it all, all over. over? Yes. <laughs> like, you know, it's that type of thing. And so somebody yeah. has to be smart enough to understand what yeah. information they're getting from that. So hopefully the LA galaxy can do that. Let's move on. Um, but I, I yes. will just, I'm going to address it one last time because if you had me on the show and we talk kits, it's going to go long, but I will say that, you know, we're only one game into the season and this is something that the galaxy fans take pride in wearing these kits. So yes, we spent a lot of time right now talking about kits and that kit input. What does that have to do with the product on the field? Okay, not a lot. But at the end of the day, you're wearing that community kit. You're wearing that City of Dreams kit. You're representing your club. That's important. That's that's an important thing. So I don't think it's a waste of time to speak it. So just want to throw that out there 
for the haters who are saying, you know, why are we spending all this time talking about kits? This is a soccer team. Let's get to the soccer. We're getting to the soccer, but the, the jerseys are important. Too. <laughs> uh, always fun. Uh, real quick. Uh, LA Galaxy 2 roster got announced today. Now, interesting. Um, because I'm going to mention the names and then, then you're not going to hear Farai Matatu on here. Um, and so I will tell you sort of what I know or what I think I know um, in, in these things. Um, LA Galaxy roster as of today, March 3rd, uh, Preston Judd, Michael Salazar, midfielders, um, Alcala, Remy Cabral, uh, Davila. Uh, I don't even know who some, I, I'll be honest, I have not heard some of these um, in here. The the real, the new signings that came in today, the ones that you're going to want to pay attention to, Dante Campbell, Liam Doyle, Calum Johnson, Eric Lopez, Michael Salazar, Chandler Vaughn, um, you had one draft pick in there. Um, two drafts, yeah, two draft yeah. picks in there. You just don't have Farai Mutatu. I was told that Farai would be playing with LA Galaxy 2 this year. All right. That comes from inside the LA Galaxy. That's probably correct. Okay. And so the conversations I had, I, I sort of, I do not know whether or not he's going to be an LA Galaxy 2 signing or an LA Galaxy signing. Okay. And so um, that's sort of what I know. So I would expect that if he's not on this list, that the LA Galaxy are probably going to sign him on the first team. And whenever they sign him on the first team, they're going to loan him down to the LA Galaxy or LA Galaxy 2 because they don't have the roster slot. They don't have the international slot to keep him up. And I did have a conversation saying, hey, you know what would be great if you got him a green card. Um, and there is there is like minded thinking going on there as well. And everybody yeah. understands that that's what sort of needs to happen in this particular situation that he they think that he's good enough to be able to play. Now, the other thing is this is the last USL roster you're going to see. Right. Because next year it is MLS next. So this is yeah, the last I forgot what it was called. Yeah. 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 Thank you. So this is the last <laughs> Glad you're on the pulse there. Last USL um, roster to 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 sort of take place. So keep that in mind as you're looking at this and how it's going. Um, I've been hearing rumors that perhaps fans are going to be able to go to L.A. Galaxy two games again. And that seems to be moving in that direction. But I have not heard official word on that yet. So I have my fingers crossed that if you like doing that, which is always fun to go to a couple games at least. Um, and some people really enjoy it. If you can't get enough yeah. soccer, go to go to LA Galaxy two games for sure. I think there there are some people who actually enjoy it more just because it's a more intimate environment. Yep. So, uh, you know, with, the way everything's going, I think we're we're inching closer to fans being able to attend. Again, it's just the cost that's associated with opening the gates and having concessions and restroom and security. That's just something, you know, for for 15 people to go in the stadium, is it worth you know, doing all that. And so that's just kind of the pros and cons that they're, that they're weighing going back and forth. But going back to the Galaxy 2 roster, initial, my initial thoughts, you look at it and you go, man, that's a very thin roster. But then when you think about it, you think of like your Cameron Donbars, your Marcus Fracranis's, your Daniel Aguirre's, these guys who are going to get loaned down. Same thing with the goalkeepers. You know, you're going to get your, your backup goalkeepers getting, uh, you know, LA Galaxy 2 minutes. So, uh, you know, it's, it's really that first team, those supplemental roster spots, there's spots, you know, 20, 21 through 29 that are going to help fill that LA Galaxy 2 roster and get a lot of playing time in that league as well. Uh, let's go to something. Uh, I told Eric before we started that I have 65 total <laughs> graphics for tonight. Now, we went through a whole bunch of those just trying to get through um, all the kit stuff. So understand, you know, it's kind of like a slideshow in a lot of ways. Um, except that each one of these have to be individual pictures. They have to be sized correctly. Then they have to be put into the show. So there's a lot of hand touching that goes on. So 65 of those were dropped in. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. if you make a mistake, you end up with a double hammer. In a the double hammer. Yeah. It's can't, terrifying. I can't believe you, I you did. You don't want that. I can't believe yeah. it. Um, so anyway, uh, here, here we're going to go. We're going to talk about this athletic article. Now, 
if you have a subscription to The Athletic, you need to go read this article and you need to read it in full. It's like if you print it out, it's 29 pages, but it's not that many words. It's a lot of charts. And it's we have graphs, yeah. we have a lot of those charts. It's very Josh Gessman heavy. Yeah, I do not big on the charts. I do not want to go through all of these. So we're going to go through some <laughs> of them um, just because there's some interesting little takeaways here and there. And I did get rid of like seven of them just in going through and I still have like 15 um, little charts. But what happened was uh, Sam Steschkel and Paul Tenorio put together a, an anonymous team survey um, and they went to the chief soccer officers. What's a chief soccer officer? You ask? I'm glad you asked. Um, that's somebody who's basically in charge of the technical decisions of a team. Uh, I tend to believe that in this particular case, if the LA Galaxy were one of the teams that submitted an answer, there were 21 CSOs, chief soccer officers, um, that responded to this survey. There are 28 teams, which means that there are seven teams that didn't respond and didn't want to answer these questions. Um, so I don't know if the LA Galaxy were one or not. Can't tell you. Um, but if they were, then it's more than likely um, by by definition of, of, of job title alone that yeah. Jovan Karofsky filled this out when I would actually think that Greg Vanny would probably be the one who fi- who fills this out um, instead. But that's that's I don't even know if Jovan filled it out. Yeah. Okay, so can't tell you and don't know. We don't know if anyone filled it out from the LA Galaxy. <laughs> that's right. That also probably wouldn't surprise me either with kind of some of the, you know, the Galaxy are past this. that I, It's not worth giving their input. That, that wouldn't surprise me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so let's let's get into a little bit of this. You are going to find real quickly that the LA Galaxy are mentioned on some of these. Most of the ones they're mentioned on are not a good reason to be mentioned. Yeah. Um, and then most of the time they are completely left out and forgotten from these from these charts. That is also not a good thing. It's like almost yeah. being indifferent. We don't hate you. It's, we don't like you. We we know you're there. You're around to me. It's. It's worse. I, it's, I don't even know you exist. Yeah, that's, that's worse. That's worse. Than, than being hated. Yeah. That's worse. That's worse. That's whenever like the hot girl in, in, in school, she does, like you like her and you're like, oh, hey, I like you. And she's like, wait, I'm sorry. What's your name again? It's not even that she doesn't like you. She doesn't even know who you even are. Know who you're, yeah. Oh, Good times. Wow. Not that that's ever happened wow. to us. Middle school just came flying back <laughs> for me all of a sudden. That was there's some there's some emotional damage there for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I've been watching TikTok too much. It's what yeah. else is new? Um, and I like what Vera mentioned in the chat. So the Cosmo probably filled it out. Yeah, Cosmo, Cosmo probably but, did. Um, so they fair. so they asked these executives, the CSOs, twenty one of them, except that a lot of times one or two declined to answer, which is always funny as well. It's like who's who's not answering this? Like what is this a charged question? Are you worried about uh, which team will win MLS Cup? I would like you to know that of all the answers that are on there, that New York City and Seattle are the two top ones on there. Atlanta United is in that dis- discussion uh, with three executives. So uh, New York City had five. Seattle had five. So that's 10 of the 21. So half have basically uh, New York and Seattle. Um, and then you have Atlanta United with three, LAFC with two, Orlando with two, Columbus with one, New England with one, Sporting Kansas City with one. I can't say that I disagree with most of those. Yeah, um, those there's a rationale. Orlando getting two surprised me a little bit. But again, with what Pereja has done and turned it around, but he also, Pereja doesn't have the track record for getting it done in the playoffs. So right. that one is surprising, but I think you can make an argument for every team on the list. And again, Galaxy, nowhere to be seen. Not, nope. not a great look, which nope. also makes you think if, you know, they were voting, I think if, you know, Chris Klein or, or Greg Vanny or Yovan Karofsky were voting, 
I think they'd want to vote for themselves. So <laughs> well, the fact that there's no vote there maybe is telling that the galaxy didn't have a representative. I feel like whenever they ask what the support, who will win the supporter shield that the galaxy somehow got to their hands on two surveys um, <laughs> yeah. and were able to fill them out. Uh, Seattle leads this with six votes out of the, uh, out of the 21 people, uh, New York city FC three with who will win the supporter shield, Orlando with three, the LA galaxy had two votes for winning a supporter shield. So, okay. So one is somebody who works in the LA galaxy office. I, we don't, know that for sure so where did the other one come from who likes the la galaxy enough to give them that much credit to win the shield this, win this shield. season yes is that is it this season yeah uh, <laughs> yeah that's surprising uh, i don't i don't know did they who, mean like uh, sometime in the next 20 years the galaxy will win an mls uh, uh supporter shield yeah, I mean, who will eventually win one yeah that, that is surprising I, I am the Here most we are complaining that the galaxy <laughs> aren't getting love and then now we're complaining that they got love I, the supporter MLS Cup, you can say, okay, the team is built to go on a run, but I don't think the team is built to win a supporter shield. I am a very optimistic person and say that the LA Galaxy will overperform a lot of things this season that people don't quite understand because they haven't been watching sort of what they've been doing in the preseason and sort of the, the chemistry that's been building, the, the emotional chemistry that's been building as well. Um, just all the things that are sort of moving in that direction. Um, and I can't put them in that shield consideration. That's not something I'm going to, I'm, I'm not willing to do. Uh, which team does the most with least. So basically who gets the most out of their roster and doesn't spend any money. And by no surprise here, uh, Colorado Rapids, um, get that Philadelphia union Nashville and real salt Lake one vote for RSL, uh, Philadelphia union was seven. Um, and the Colorado Rapids so 10. Those are the two correct answers in this one. And yeah. Nashville, by the way, not too far behind, but Nashville does spend a little more money than probably both of those teams. Correct. And so it all makes sense. I think it does make sense. I think the Rapids, we've mentioned this when we've done the game previews for the Rapids. They just have a bunch of dudes, like just guys who have been around the league and who are professionals, nothing flashy. And then Philadelphia is on there. They have a great you know, youth program. Their, their youth program, those homegrowns, they just keep pumping those guys out. So I think that's where, where they're on the list because they're not spending money. They're developing it on their own. So I think all of these are valid. RSL one, you know, surprised me a little bit, but again, it's just one vote. LA galaxy fans need to be thankful that FC Cincinnati exists right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying this one shocked me. What, I, I'm surprised we weren't at, at the top of this list. I, the, the, the amount of fail that has come out of three consecutive wooden spoon runs for FC Cincinnati has, has only made people forget that the LA galaxy have been as bad by spending as much money as they have, uh, which team does the least with most Cincinnati got seven votes. The LA galaxy got five votes. Miami, Miami got three votes. Atlanta is in there as well. They spend a ton of money. If you're not winning MLS cups, then you are failing. Yeah. Um, the LA galaxy are always going to be in this list. Quite honestly, uh, Atlanta's in there. Toronto is in there. Chicago's in there and LAFC rounds out that one. Not surprising. Um, but FC Cincinnati cushions the bounce off the bottom for the LA galaxy and Pat Noonan and, and, uh, and those guys over there are going to, and Dom Kinnear are going to straighten that team out. And the galaxy might have to worry a little bit unless they start producing. Yeah, and I think it's all relative because it is. Yeah, I would say the Galaxy because of what they spent on their players, and you know, I, I would agree that they're they're not they're doing the least with the most. But when you look relative, they just missed the playoffs, or you know, they they still win some games, they still make some noise. FC Cincinnati, as much as they try to splash, they just still end up at the bottom. So that makes sense that they're you know, even though I'm I'm surprised that the Galaxy's not at the top of that list, it makes sense that the, that they're that they're on there. That's correct. 
which owner ownership group does the most to elevate the sporting side of their club. Atlanta gets 11 because Atlanta spends a ton of money um, and they are always trying to improve things. Uh, they spend more yeah. money than anybody. Uh, LAFC came in second with two. So 11 votes for Atlanta, two for LAFC, two for Toronto. Uh, the Galaxy aren't on this list uh, whenever you look at it. And um, that's that's an interesting sort of take just to sit and ponder for a second that the LA Galaxy's ownership group, which is Phil Anschutz and AEG, are not doing enough to help the LA Galaxy win, which is hysterical on some points because they spend a ton of money, but it's not wrong. It's not wrong in my opinion. Correct. I, I think it's, and, and I'm going to push back on you because what do you always say? What does LA need? LA needs stars. And so what is the question? It's, that's the sporting side. So I think the players that the LA Galaxy get are checking multiple boxes. It's not strictly on the field. It's on the field plus, you know, putting butts in seats. So I think when you take that into consideration, that's fair. It's it's not as much for the sporting side. It's more on the business side that the Galaxy makes a lot of their moves as well. So I think that's why they're not landing on that list. All right. Uh, the last one that we're going to do, and then we got to move on because it's already an hour into the show and we haven't really <laughs> talked about soccer. Do they have a game this weekend? Yeah, there's a game. Uh, welcome to a 90-minute show. It was 90 minutes on Monday, too. It, this is what happens at the beginning of the year. There's too much stuff yeah, going on. Uh, which ownership group holds the sporting side of their club back the most? Now, you would think. The Galaxy might be on this, but they're not on this list. San Jose, duh. San Jose is a dumpster fire. Almeida wants to get out of there so bad. He is literally like they said uh, they were talking about Houston and uh, and uh, who did Houston uh, uh, just signed uh, Hector Herrera? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Houston just signed it. And it's a huge deal for Houston. I mean, yeah, that's a huge sign. Yeah. The whole deal. And so Almeida was asked about it and he was and basically he said he goes, oh, man, it's great to see a club that spends money and tries to support their t- <laughs> support their like their their team. And it's like, oh, oh OK, man. so. Uh, San Jose is on this inner Miami, uh, Colorado, DC United, FC Dallas, Houston, Portland, FC Cincinnati, Vancouver, the whole deal. And then maybe is there one more. What was the best move? Single signing trade. Listen, there's so many of these great charts. You need to look at all of them. Uh, we'll move on. But Seattle signing Albert Rusnak, I would agree, was one of the best moves this offseason. And that's the one that got up there. Um, are there some- it hurts. We were we were. Were we there? No. We, were we really there or were we not? Yeah. Is that a faux pas? Yeah. By a, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Fake Twitter. Do we get a Twitter fake? Huh? That's why that one stings to see it on there. Yeah. But I there, agree. I agree with them. There's a whole bunch of other things like talking about who in the, who in the front office is the easiest to deal with, who in the front office is the most difficult to deal with, like the whole deal. And so there's some things, uh, one of the coaching ones, um, do I have the coaching one? I'm sure it's here somewhere, but I would probably have to go searching for, um, the coaches coaches. Do I have it? Nope, I don't think I have it off top. But Greg Vanny came in. Th- ah, there it is. Who is the top head coach top in Major League? Yeah, okay. uh, Bruce Arena got eight. Um, Bruce respect. Is, yeah, respect, respect to Bruce. Peter Vermees, obviously. Greg Vanny, um, in at number three, along with Jim Curtin as well. So um, that's that's not those aren't her. That's you not know what's wrong. That's not surprising. Wrong. T- surprising to me though. Seattle topped pretty much every list that they're going to be good, good performers. And then Schmetzer only got one vote. So yeah. that's, that's kind of surprising. He, and, and he voted for himself. That's what I heard. No, yeah. I don't, he doesn't I don't have know that, 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 that same respect as Bruce, I guess. So. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Which is, which is like almost, that's, that's one of those things you look at and say, that's almost disrespectful to him, um, which I enjoy as well. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, uh, let's get to it uh, a, a little bit as we start to get you ready for it. Um, something that did not happen and that I am just shocked and surprised and amazed by, uh, as of right now, um, with disciplinary committee already ruling on everything, 
Um, well, let's put it this way. They already put out an email. It doesn't mean that they haven't ruled on everything. But I even asked Greg Vanny about this on Wednesday uh, whenever I talked to him. Uh, but the Araujo incident in the 32nd minute, this was Julian Araujo. Uh, this was uh, basically uh, his ability uh, or, or his his in, uh, what was it? His his clash with Chano, um yeah. inside the box in the 32nd minute. Uh, it was a, man, a man, mandible claw for those of you who are fans of uh, 90s wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, was, he was trying to get in there. Yeah. Uh, he reached around his, you know, he's running away. Chanel's running away from me. He just reached around his head and grabbed him. Uh, to me, that's. Yeah, a, he grabbed him. He grabbed him right in the Chanel's. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. Um, it's. This is this is the wrong decision by the disciplinary community. I, I I imagine that the LA Galaxy are happy and Julian Rajo should be just thrilled that he got away with this. It's not the right it's not the right call. It's absolutely not the right call. Um, and this will come back to haunt somebody in some way. Uh, it always does. Uh, there's going to be some incident that is not that serious that shouldn't have gone punished that now is going to be punished because this was borderline. Um, and when you look at it from from the perspective of what was Julian Rajo thinking, um, there's there's some concern there as an LA Galaxy. Uh, you know, uh, fan as you're watching this game of whether or not Araujo can keep himself in the games because he was, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't say, oh, he was this close to getting suspended. I have no idea because clearly they didn't do it. Um, he traveled with the team. He's expected to be there. Greg Vanny told me, um, he said that MLS has given them no indication that they were even considering it or investigating it or anything like that. Um, and that he would be there. So Julian Araujo available for Charlotte, um, come Saturday. Yeah, it's Surprising, but we'll take it. We'll take a lucky bounce wherever we can. Uh, the the flip side of that, Williams and the injuries. So Derek Williams, to our knowledge, is one of the few guys who's like on the injured list that we're really paying attention to. Eventually, Saldana will be one of those guys that we'll start to pay attention to whenever he's getting closer to coming back. Uh, but Williams did travel, or was or Vanny said he was going to travel uh, with them whenever the team left for Charlotte, and that he could possibly be available for selection come Saturday as well. The thing is that the LA Galaxy have three of their next four matches on turf, Eric. Um, and that is a considerable thing to pay attention to. And in our press conference, there was nothing magical that was said or, or anything like that. Vanny noted it as well. Uh, one of the questions that certainly I think is going to be asked this next week and possibly even after the game is, do you take any of that into account now that you have three in the next four games? Does that mean Douglas Costa is going to sit for a game? Is Chicha going to sit for a game? Are you going to be careful with minutes knowing that you're basically playing on concrete for the next, you know, uh, th for three out of the next four games? Chicharito kind of alluded to it in the press conference as well. He's like, even though we're going to be playing on turf. And so like, I think they recognize that it's going to be uh, an issue. And so, uh, we're going to find out. And so that's that's kind of the beauty of uh, this early in the season. We're going to see, and, and Kevin mentioned this on the show, that you know Vanny said he's going to treat Costa like a Ferrari. And I think we saw – we haven't even talked about the, the game because I know I haven't yeah. been on since right. – but I, Costa looked – I agree with you. I think his, his body's a little bit slow. He's not quite match fit yet. I know he was training with Grimio and he's been training in the offseason. But his, he didn't seem to be you know 100% Douglas Costa. I think he still has – room to grow he looked dynamic he looked like he could make moves he looks like he could he's going to be a game changer it could be a potential game changer for the galaxy but he's not there yet and so i think maybe you don't risk throwing him out there on turf and and hurting himself or putting himself at risk maybe you just give him you know that time at the end once you're up 2-0 on uh, on charlotte and just give him a little run out there to break a sweat build a little bit of chemistry i think that's the situation i think you don't want to mess it up uh this early in the season 
All right. Uh, yeah, and and so I, I think I think he plays. I think I think guys. I uh, to be honest with you, I think I don't think Gravani is going to change anything. Uh, too early in the season uh, to really change anything, and you had enough time to rest for the most part. This is not a even though it's a short rest week because uh, Charlotte got one extra day of rest, and the Galaxy played on Sunday and now play on Saturday and have to travel all the way across the country. It's not considered a short rest week. This is basically a normal week, and it's at the front loaded yeah, at the beginning of the season. It's it's a regular week as far as I'm concerned. So. Um, that's in there as well. So that's what we have for, uh, for those. One of the rumors that popped up, obviously we're looking at the Sergio Ramos one, um, and whether or not that's true or not, I don't know. Again, some of these are so high profile. They're not going to clue me in. All right. I that's, can, I can, that's the bizarre thing. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's the, where, where are they going to have the space? Where's the roster space and the, the allocation money? Just right. to me, that's you know, a guy like Sergio Ramos. And I know Sergio Roberto, who you're going to talk about Sergio Roberto. Know, to me. These are these are high profile, big names like, wow, how are we going to be able to land these guys? It's great that we're being mentioned in the same sentence. But is this, you know, agent speak just to kind of help them out to get better contracts elsewhere? Or are the Galaxy truly in conversations to get these guys at 30 years old? This one in is is more um, intriguing to me than I think uh, than the Ramos one. Right. This is the Sergio Correct. Roberto, yeah. because one, it's a serious position of need. I think that the LA Galaxy still have uh, a lack of depth in the middle of the field. You have Revelison, you have uh, Mark Delgado, um, and then you could use somebody like like Sergio Roberto, um, 30 years old. So not 35 years old, 30 yeah. years old, right? <laughs> um, a, a guy who's really only played, I think so far this season, he's played in like four games. He started four games and played nine games. Um, and so when you look at that, you're sort of like, okay, that's not a lot. And he's not getting a lot of time. So 400 minutes so far um, in La Liga. And then there were some Champions yeah. League games in there as well. But again, you're talking about a guy with some serious experience, some serious ability, um, and maybe a little less injured, uh, I heard, than, than Ramos. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and to that, to that point, this is, you know, not getting tons of games at Barcelona. It's not not getting tons of games in the Bulgarian, you know, super division. There's a difference here in kind of the, you know, I, you know being on the bench for Barcelona, you know, you know, you should you should be so lucky for that to be one of your roles. Right, know? right, right. So anyway, so that rumor is out there again. We like give me some time to work on these. These ones are harder to nail down whenever they're larger names, whenever it's coming from someone like Barcelona. Um, so we'll see if they continue to stay. Um, staying power with a rumor is one way that you can always tell whether a rumor rumor is serious or not. If it comes out and then it's quiet forever. Yeah. Most of the time that indicates that it's not true. Now, sometimes they're like, it's like it's already done. So there's nothing to talk about. Right. You know, but, it's one of those. But this also happened with Douglas Costa. You know, that rumor came out and we're like, this is completely out of nowhere. Where did this come from? It has nothing to do with it. And you're right. Had it just gone away. Then we said, OK, it's not real. So, again, if this continues to be a con, con, uh, a topic of conversation, then, uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, let's go quickly to uh, to some of the charts that I brought up just for uh, fun. Uh, the LA Galaxy had a perfect February. Uh, if you think about it, really, really um, <laughs> undefeated. Yeah, undefeated February. Um, and and I think possibly team of the month. If you really if you really think about it, team of the month, I think yeah. the LA and Galaxy I, I, should probably give yeah, them the team of the month. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that Chicharito's goal has also been the goal of the season. I think right now, yeah, it's just absolutely just the banger, the goal of the year. John, so uh, right now, we're, it's 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 in the in the conversation. Jonathan, the goal of the year. Jonathan Bond had a second minute or a third minute save <laughs> in the game against New York City. That was the only shot on goal. Uh, he was that was that was named save of, save the, of the month, save of the month um, <laughs> for that Beautiful. as well. So there you go. You're, you're getting those out of the way. Uh, something to keep an eye on for the L.A. Galaxy. Uh, whenever we look at uh, the history of this club and sort of what they've been able to do over 
over a long period of time and sort of the, you know, the different, uh, the different ways that we always try to keep track of them. Um, when we're looking at it, this is the 13th time the galaxy have won their opening first game, right? So that's cool. That's interesting. However, if they win against Charlotte, it, they will be just the sixth time in LA galaxy history that they open the season with two wins. Uh, last year happened to be the fifth time uh, that they did yeah. it, but, but there is <laughs> and, and had a last season. Ended, yeah. So. Exactly. Well, I, I would like <laughs> so to point this too much stock into it. Yeah. Oh, there's absolutely almost no stock in it. In fact, only 2002 when the LA galaxy won an MLS cup in 2002, did they win their first two games? Uh, 2005, they lost uh, one of their first two games. Uh, 2011, they, there was a draw and a, and a, and a win in there. 2012 was a win. 2014 was one point for, through the first two games. Um, so it means absolutely nothing. Having said yeah. that, um, it's something that you can at least, you know, strive for, <laughs> I guess, if you want let, to. Let me, I'm going to drop one more turd in the punch bowl here. And that is that uh, NYCFC and Charlotte, both Eastern Conference teams. So at the end of the day, you're going to need to beat your Western Conference foes to create separation. So these games have just um, a marginal bit of less value because they're against Eastern Conference opponents and not Western Conference opponents. So another reason why, again, you want three points, but at the end of the day, it's not going to make or break your season. It shouldn't. Uh, it shouldn't. All right, let's get you ready for Charlotte now. We've been waiting long enough. It's been a long time uh, <laughs> to sort of get there, but uh, this is the game coming up on Saturday. Uh, it is Saturday, March 5th at Bank of America Stadium, which is a turf field. Uh, the Galaxy play three of their next four games on turf. That's Charlotte, Seattle, and Portland, or all those games. That means those those are all away to Seattle, away to Portland. Um, so that's interesting. It's a 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time TV start. Uh, it's on Fox and Fox Deportes. Kick it, kick off itself is just five minutes before five, so four fifty-five p.m. start. Not like it was last week, where yeah, where I think it was only three minutes or four minutes after the uh, after oh. the, the TV start. <laughs> I was going to say this is a twenty-five minute pre-show. So again, uh, don't don't crack your first beer at a, at, at four twenty-five and be ready to go. 4.30, ease your way in. Let Taylor Twelman kind of uh, yell at you for a little bit. No, and no, then you'll is work the, this is a age. Fox show, so you're going to oh, get Fox, Alexi sorry. and, let's, and let, let's, let's, Rob uh, Stone. Stuart Holden yell, yell yes. at you for a little bit yes. and then work your way in. My apologies. Yes, absolutely. Um, so so that's what it is. Uh, again, Bank of uh, America Stadium here is uh, currently sold tickets for seventy three five th- over 73,500 people. They're expecting it's probably going to be close to 75,000. The tickets that they have sold, at 73.5 is more than the largest MLS game ever, which was the LA Galaxy whenever they played against Atlanta um, in Atlanta. Um, and that was when Zlatan, I think, was supposed to be there, um, but he yeah. wasn't uh, because it was <laughs> that turf. Was, the all, was yeah. that the all-star game or turf? Or? No. It, I, it all kind of blends together. Yeah, I know. It, it does. So um, so that's not the uh, that's not what, what's going to happen. So about 75,000 people expected for this game. Going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. Uh, the weather, perfect, really, when you think about it. Perfect, perfect um, you know, soccer weather, it's cloudy about 64, 63 degrees at kickoff around, around that seven thirty, seven fifty-five time. Um, whenever it finally gets going on the East coast, uh, and again, four 30, nice and early for us over here. Don't have to stay up late writing game recaps and all that sort of fun stuff. Charlotte played last Saturday. They were up in DC playing against DC United. Uh, it was a three nothing win for DC United. So that means that Charlotte has yet to score their first goal. Uh, it would be something the LA Galaxy should hopefully keep them from doing. Yes. I was going to say, they technically have scored. They put it in the back of the net. It was just disallowed. Because yeah. uh, their first goal that counts, they're, they're, they're you know, looking to do that in front of their home crowd. Yes, I, I, you were absolutely correct. Um, I was going to point that out, but you, you, you are correct. <laughs> they have not 
officially scored their first yeah. goal. Okay. Um, so that's what it is. If you watch the goals that were scored in this game by DC United, oh boy, were there not any like really solid goals that were scored? Yeah. The, the uh, one of them was scored on a penalty kick that was a difficult handball. I understand why it was called a handball, but it was a difficult handball. One of them was scored off a deflection from a shot outside the box and it got deflected off a back and it had the goalkeeper going the wrong way and the ball just sort of bloop over into the goal and it was fun. Yeah. And then the third goal was um, was a punch out by the goalkeeper uh, who punched it right into an advancing uh, DC United player and DC scored off that. It was it's, like a rebound. It was there was so yeah. ridiculous goals. Ex- expansion team activities. That's just what what you expect to when you have, you're new to the league. Just whatever whatever can go wrong does go wrong. And so it seems like that's that seemed to be Charlotte's mo in their first game. So uh, a lot of FC Cincinnati energy uh, coming from Charlotte in that first game. Yeah, um, a four five one for them as well, uh, which I found to be. Uh, uh, suffocating in the middle of the field, watching the the highlights and the extended highlights and things. There were a lot of bodies when anytime you can put nine guys basically into the center of the field or into the yeah. defensive third, it is a tough slog in there. Yeah. And that that's, and that also tells you, and we, we've had talked a little bit of it, the manager in the preseason kind of alluding that he, he showing his hand that he knows his team probably isn't going to walk away with a supporter shield. So lining up like this is like, Hey, let's just throw everyone in front of the goal and just hope the other team doesn't score. Uh, and so that's kind of what you're seeing with five in the back and, you know, with the lone striker in there. So it seems like that is probably going to be their, their strategy is the galaxy will probably be able to have a lot of possession and have a lot of shots on target or, or have a lot of shots uh, and goal chances. And just going to be a matter if they could finish them. Uh, and then, you know, if the galaxy defense can, and if the, they get any type of counterattack, that's where the Galaxy, I think, is the weakest. On the counterattack, their defense gets really shaky because the outside backs like to push forward so much. So that's that's where the Galaxy are the weakest. But if this team is going to sit back, then the Galaxy is going to have a lot of opportunities and they're just going to come down to finishing. They, they, have a, they have a smart manager. I was listening to some of the stuff he was talking about and just how he was going well, this, about it. Yeah. yeah, this is a smart setup. If, if you don't have the... If you don't have the horses, then this is the type of way you, you set up your team. <laughs> By the way, uh, e-, e super in our in our chat room goes, "Wow, I know none of these guys." We're showing the lineup for for. I went over the roster and I know none of these guys. So how about that? Um, really, listen, uh, Christian Fuchs is is a dangerous. Yeah. yeah, he's a dangerous player. Um, and he got his head on two or three set pieces that look dangerous. If I'm going to say that Charlotte is dangerous, I think they're dangerous in two ways. You talked about the counterattack, and I think that they do a really good job of getting guys forward into it and throwing bodies forward and springing from deeper in the field whenever you look at a back five and knowing that you, the outside backs are going to crash into that, which eventually gets you six attackers into the attack, and they really do throw bodies forward in that. Um, so that's one of the parts that that I think is, is dangerous for them. Um, the other thing that I think is is uh is dangerous for them is set pieces i think that they have some big bodies and you can see it with five back five guys on a back line there's some big guys back there that can get their head on the ball that can set picks that can do different things to to make themselves look good i mean i didn't hate how they played and greg vanny talked about it this week and he says that's not a three nothing game and he goes and you have to be impressed by some of the stuff they were able to do um so it's just it's going to be an intriguing matchup only because there's 75,000 people in there only because it's an expansion team's first home game in front of their fans. Um, There's just that extra, that's that mystique, that extra piece in there that you just, 
that's why, like you said, if you're a betting person, you, you stay away from this game. Also, it could be a little bit of a trap game because you're like, you know, we meet the champions at home, so we're going away to the expansion side. This is an easy three points. Just be careful. Not so fast there. And going back to the players, I know our, our good friend, Madam Serrano in the chat, also pointed out Alan Franco, T.T. Ortiz, you know, they have the Argentine striker there, uh, you know, who, who spent some time in Liga MX. So, again, they, they do have – it's it's not nobodies. It's right. just, you know, people that may not be – ML, the MLS fan may not be familiar with this person. Again, Fuchs also as well from Leicester City fame. You know, he was just, uh, you know, smart player, a solid player for such a long time. So you're going to get a lot of uh, you know, a solid defensive play from him. Yeah, it, it certainly uh, it, it's going to be fun. I just I don't know how you manage this. And and everybody pretends like like there's an answer and there's not an answer to this. There's no answer to how the. So, Eric, if you know that Charlotte's going to come out with their hair on fire. <laughs> 75,000 people. So do the galaxy match the energy or do they survive? And if you survive, right, if you choose not to match the energy, if you choose to be like, let's take it calm and do this, you, you stand the chance of getting run over whenever Charlotte sends, you know, 43 people forward uh, to score yeah. a goal. And listen, that's great. You can catch them on the counterattack and beat them up, but you're also going to be under a ton of pressure early if you're not going to match the energy. So do you risk matching the energy? in order to sort of be like, oh, you guys want to run at us? Okay, fine, we're going to run at you. And then everybody's going to be tired by like the 35th minute. Um, and then the game will, sl- will will hopefully calm down. What is the correct answer here? Because I'll tell you right now, 75,000 people screaming is fuel to the fire. And you could say, oh, well, the Galaxy can use that as well. But home field advantage is there for a reason. They have it in spades in this one. Um, I'm, I'm tilting the scales towards Charlotte. And even though the Galaxy are technically, and we're going to get to 538 here in a second, are technically favorites in this game, um, I wouldn't touch this game with like a 20-foot pole whenever it comes to betting. Not me. Yeah, to me, I, I'd go the opposite direction. I feel like the Galaxy and Vanny should preach, pre- preach patience. Again, I'm going to cough here, so give me a quick... Yeah, yeah. No, there. I mean, Vanny was saying, you know, managing the, the energy correctly. Go ahead. Yeah, so again, preaching patience, I think, is the key. Let Charlotte, again, the guys, the, the Galaxy, this isn't your first rodeo. Let Charlotte come at you and then wait for the counterattacking opportunities. Well, if, if we're really talking about a Galaxy team that, that has been... And I've said it that their strength really is more counterattacking than perhaps Charlotte throwing the the kitchen sink at them is is a good way to open things up and, and sort of play that. Um, if you want to see the ugliest color combinations you're ever going to see for a game, I have them um, very easy to find out, very easy to get to. Uh, Charlotte will be wearing their white sleeves with a light blue um, sort of, uh, I guess, vest area with their white shorts and their quote unquote solar blue socks. Um, that's great. The goalkeepers are going to be wearing pink. Uh, the referees are wearing orange and Navy blue with orange socks. So there's another comic combination, color combination. That's going to clash with everything. And then the LA galaxy, because Charlotte are wearing technically their whites. The, yeah, this is their light change trip. This is their, this, this is their light one. The galaxy will have to wear their tech green. So you're going to see tech green with black shorts and green socks going against this, this is why you don't have a two color kit. Remember, we always talk about why don't we, why don't yeah. why don't the galaxy play with white shorts with their with their or blue shorts with their their whites? You know, the whole this is why um, whenever you do that, you screw everything up. So the galaxy will be in their change kit, their community kit for this. It is going to be the atmosphere is going to be great. As, as somebody said on Twitter, by the way, uh, the atmosphere is going to be great. The referees are going to look fine. Charlotte's going to look fine. The galaxy are going to look fine. And then you're going to put them all together and it's going to look like one of the ugliest things you've ever seen. So visually on the field, this is going to be ugly. Prepare yourselves yeah. for this. That, that's kind of the funny part about this is 
The Charlotte kit on its own, I think that's a sharp, great-looking kit. Ties in with kind of that that Panthers that Panthers identity. Ties in with the stadium, and then the Galaxy kit, community kit on its own, fantastic. Put them together, that's a bad look. <laughs> yeah. So I think that is it's it's it doesn't look great um, when they go against each other. I think I remember last season you had Portland in their light green, and then you had uh, or so Portland in their dark green, and then Seattle in their light green. And that was just a mess of a game to watch. And so I don't think this will be that bad, but I think this is not a, these jerseys don't complement each other well no. when they go up against each other. So again, we snuck more jersey talk into this podcast. That's I'm glad I'm glad we got it. Let's get to five thirty eight and what they say about uh, this particular. If you're st- if you're done coughing, no, you're not. Okay, I'll, I got you. Don't worry. Uh, five- I I am I am dying over oh, here. Okay, <laughs> I, I know you are. A coughing fit all day, and then I get live on air, and that's when my cough just starts going sick. Good times. Let's all just appreciate. Don't do allergies, folks. Let's all just appreciate Hammer knowing how to use the mute button. If this was if this was the panda over here, uh, we'd all be hearing him cough, and we'd be like having to stop the show. So that's good. Uh, As we see it right now, LA Galaxy thirty eight percent favorites to beat Charlotte. Charlotte with a thirty three percent chance of winning the game. So very close, very tight there. A twenty eight percent chance to uh, to draw that game. you know, there's some there's some heavy favorites in this particular one. Aust- yeah. Austin, by the way, against Inter Miami is 50 percent chance to win. Does does anybody think that Austin is like a good team? They played FC Cincinnati. What it, what where, where are we well, getting this? I'll push back. I think at the end of last season, we started to see a little bit of a turnaround. So you there, it's not it doesn't want to be crazy to see them start to turn it on a little bit. I You know, they're not running away top of the West, but I, I give them a little bit of credit against Miami. I'm looking at the top 15 right now, according to 538, and they have their SPI ranking, which sort of tells you how good a team is, right? The LA Galaxy sit in 11th, by the way, out of uh, by the all the people who don't want to say like the, the LA Galaxy, you know, aren't going to make the playoffs and stuff like this. Uh, 538 has them as the 11th best team right now in, uh, and, in Major League Soccer. And they, did, they did bump them up, and I think that second half against NYC, they were, you know, 538 is heavy on XG, and so I think because it had so many goal scoring chances at the end there, it really bumped up their rankings on 538. Okay, so 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 they're up there. Uh, LAFC currently with the top spot at 52.3, the Galaxy at 41.5. Just so you can see the spread, Colorado at 39.6. Colorado's going to fall apart this year. It's happening. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm just waiting for the wheels to fall off and that they have once again out Colorado themselves by getting rid of all their good players and then not replacing them. And poor Robin Frazier is going to sit there and have to try to recreate the wheel again. Um, and so by the end yeah. of the year, Colorado will be better. But right now they're not going to be very good. And I think everybody needs to take advantage of that in the Western Conference as they can. So um, that's sort of we sit. So what do we think of the Charlotte game? Um, is there any way to predict this? Give me what you give, give me your scores. Let's go. I, I'm still feeling the LA Galaxy. I think Charlotte. They're still too green. I think that just that chemistry isn't there. You still have the galaxy. The galaxy. This is now their second year with the core base players who are familiar with each other. They know each other well. I think they're going to be patient, and I think they're going to go out to an early lead and kind of silence that crowd, take the crowd out of it. Then they'll get that insurance goal. But I think you will see Charlotte get their first goal and make it two one, and then that crowd's going to get back into it, and then we're going to see what the LA Galaxy defense is made of if they can kind of with, with, withhold Charlotte at the very end, and I think they'll hold them off. I say the Galaxy two one, two one victory. Galaxy two one. Um, I don't see the Galaxy winning this game. Um, so I, <laughs> I think the most optimistic I can. It's just it's too much. 
It's too much. All right. You're asking, asking too much. You're right. asking too much. I like this team. I think they're going to do fine. The next game that they play, by the way, whenever they have to go to Seattle, like Seattle is like a 50% favorite to win that game. I give the Galaxy a better chance of beating Seattle and Seattle than I give the Galaxy a chance of beating Charlotte right now. And I know who Charlotte is. I've seen them. I don't think That's they're as bold. That I, is bold. I don't think they're as as good. Um, I, I don't think they were as good as the DC United game showed and they lost three nothing. But like that's also there was some, like you said, there was just some weird stuff that happened in that game. Yeah. But I also don't think they're as bad as their coach maybe uh, made everybody think either. Um, <laughs> and so I, I am I am fully on this. I say it's a two two draw um, and wow, it, okay. it, it'll be fu- it'll be a fun game. It's going to be a spectacle. You're going to want to watch. I agree with that. I think I think it is going to be you're going to see action. And I think we we saw this if you watch the. <laughs> Again, not to compare the teams, I'm, I'm not uh, going to try to fool myself here, but you know, when you saw Liverpool and Chelsea go at it for the Carabao Cup, that was a 0-0 draw, but it was constant back and forth, teams going at it. I think you could probably see something similar like that uh, you know, here. Just because of the atmosphere, I think both of these teams are going to be amped up and you're going to see them going at each other. Going to be a fun time. Uh, again, this game will kick off at, uh, well, TV starts at 4.30 p.m. and kick off at 4.55 p.m. Fox and Fox Deportes are your TV options there. So go check it out. Uh, let's see. Anything else, Eric? Can we be done? We can be done. It's late. Yeah, well, I, I do have a bone to pick with you. At the end of the show, I've been meaning to bring this up. Of course, I'm bringing it up now that my voice is going out. You say, we've been listening and watching to Corner of the Galaxy. Shouldn't it be watching and listening to? Or are you saying listening and watching as well so it just, I, it's only, as it well i'm listening and watching okay. you've been listening okay. and watching to corner sure of the galaxy enough. that's okay. that's that's as well right there's there's both right, you've been listening you've been there. watching too too yes. okay got it all okay. right just just double checking so I, mean, I, I just needed to throw that out there but but please make sure you make me focus on it before i just have to say it <laughs> in order for me to screw it up Let's let's Listen, see if, if that I, if I'm if I'm coughing through half the show, I need to try to throw a wrench in your plans as well. I'm not I'm this, not going down by myself with this ship. I'm bringing everyone down with me. This is two shows in a row where I've screwed something up. So let's be very <laughs> clear about that. Like I have not been my I am not in game shape. I think I think I'm just still in a little preseason form <laughs> yeah, for whatever. By the yeah. way, preseason was great. I was fine. And then all of a sudden yeah. the season started. And I don't know how to press buttons all of a sudden. So yeah, I, you, you got the yips. You got the yips like Kevin Cabral of, of 2021. You got to shake it off and uh, you know get get in game shape, get in season shape. You got a little Douglas Costa in you. Less to open let, the season here. Less wet noodle for me. That's what we need. Less <laughs> wet noodle. More more dry noodle. Brittle and braille, easily broken. Um, but Fun still, times. do you ever eat raw, like the crunchy? You know, like if you have a crunchy not, spaghetti. Not my move. I know. I know a lot of people who did that, and a lot of kids in high school did that as a snack. You know, with the top the top ramen, and you put the put the seasoning in there. Not my thing. Okay. I, I'd rather cook it. I, li- I like a warm bowl of ramen. You know, nothing nothing better than that, or, or a cup of noodles. But uh, but yeah, not not raw. That's okay. not my move. All right. I just I just I'm saying everyone's. You know, I like to suck on like whenever we're making macaroni and cheese. I take one of the macaroni. And I just suck on it while I'm, while I'm making. Ah, it. Yeah, it tastes geez, great. You're a maniac. You're a maniac. Salty. It's good. All right, uh, Eric. Tell people they're gonna find you. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at HammerEV. You can also find me on Instagram at GalaxyProfoul. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. And then check out the supporters groups, Angel City Brigade, Galaxy Outlaws, LA Riot Squad, a lot of watch parties this weekend. Find your people. Go do a watch party this weekend if you're not heading out to Charlotte. If you are heading out to Charlotte, please say Yeah, it looks like Charlotte people are going to be more than welcoming to you as well. Lots of uh, tweets coming out. If you're looking for me, on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. All of our shows, all of our podcasts, all that fun stuff, articles, recaps, all the fun things that you need to have 
including the media calls, full media calls are there, cornerofthegalaxy.com. All right. For Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Gessman. You've been listening. You've been watching, too. Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.